Hey everybody, welcome to the second installment of Midwestern Fins. It's your boy, Taylor Ballard. You can find me at Twitter handle Ballard78 and my trusty co-host, Matt Hagler, Montana Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? Good, how are you, Taylor? I'm doing great. You know, I just uh, hopped in my car. The uh, buggy ride was short today, so it wasn't too bad. Nice. Um, you're gonna. Um, you're coming in a little bit choppy on my end. The uh, little uh, router boosters all over the state must be acting up again. Did you guys get snow? No, we haven't gotten any snow lately. Uh, for those of you that don't know, since Matt and I are from the Midwest or you know middle of nowhere, uh, in order to get any kind of internet or cell phone signal, we have to get those uh, plug-in-the-wall boosters. And we use those, and then we actually kind of just uh, jump Colorado's internet to where we're at. So if, if our choppy, if our, the recording's cut out or anything, it's not our fault. It's just where we're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, Colorado, they're so high, they're probably using up all the internet to watch videos on how to make weird food. Yeah, like uh, Cheetos crusted fried chicken, KFC, or yeah, tacos I mean, from Burger King. Yeah, there's only one way you come up with those ideas. Thanks, Colorado. We appreciate you. That's right. That's right. So uh, just kind of going in and building off our you know, last episode where I was in a sex dungeon at 530 in the morning. Um, we're, we're trying to expand <laughs> and we want to get to the we want to get to the point where uh, Midwestern Fins is doing something good rather than, you know, bringing you last or having you listen to something on a commute. But so Matt's come up with a great idea. and we're going to try to utilize this podcast into uh, bringing good to different charities. So Matt, go ahead and take it away and tell everybody what your idea is. All right. So we are going to try and sell advertisement space on this podcast and who knows if it'll actually work or not, but Taylor and I, we don't want to do this for money. We're, we're doing this for the fun of it. I mean, this whole thing started as a joke. So we're going to take any money that we make um, from ad revenue and we're going to take all that stuff from that episode. And we're going to donate it to uh, various charities. The first uh, charity, the one uh, if we get any revenue from today, it's called uh, Warriors in Quiet Waters. And it's a charity that takes uh, takes combat veterans and takes them out fishing and helps them um, helps them kind of like adapt and wait, gives them a way to find peace and gives them healing. And if you think, hey, this is a pretty good idea, you don't have to wait for any ad revenue. Um, you can just go on to uh, warriorsandquietwaters.org. Uh, they're a great organization. Highly recommend it. And then when we eventually get guests on this show, any of the guests that stop by, uh, they'll get to choose a charity for us to give that ad revenue to. But again, today's is uh, Warriors and Quiet Waters. And... It's really great, really great program. Yeah, most definitely. So just kind of want to come out here. Uh, Matt, thank you for your service. Uh, really appreciate it. And to all the veterans, past, present, current, um, of anybody that's served in any of the armed forces, you know, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. And I, Matt's too. We appreciate everything that you do. And I know that you don't hear it enough, but, you know, we support everything that you guys do. So thank you. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, 
So, yep, again, uh, the charity. So we're going to kind of move on with the show. And Matt, I'm ready. Are you ready for the first question of the day? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So I was thinking, you know, so we're both from the Midwest. Our show is going to be called Midwestern Fins. I feel like the first half of the show is going to be talking about things that people don't know about the great part of this country that we live in. So I'm going to ask, do you say supper or dinner? You know, actually, I say both. Um, it really just all depends on who I'm talking to. Um, if it's someone that's not, a, you know, yeah, I, I can't really say for sure, like, which one I say, because I say both. <laughs> Interesting. What about you? Well, for a while, I would say supper when I was young. And now I say dinner all the time. And the only reason why is because there was like a South Dakota beef commercial. And literally, it was just this old hick dude. And he'd be talking about cattle and how we needed to support South Dakota beef. And he would just say, beef, it's what's for dinner. And forever, ever since then, I've always called it dinner. So Interesting. Uh, next, next thing about how we talk. Do you say pop or soda? I... I know a lot of people that say pop, but I lived in Texas for like two years, and so I call everything Coke now. <laughs> oh, so you're one of those weird people. Looking at you, weck, nerd. <laughs> so, interesting yep. thing. I'm fairly certain that Minnesota is classified as the Midwest, and everybody from the Minnesota calls it soda pop. They combine the two. Right, and that's how it used to be said all around, but then some people decided to call it sodas, some people call, decided to call them pops, and then there's people down south that are like, you know what, frick this, we're just going to we're just gonna call everything a Coke. Right, right. That's, that's, that's history right there. Okay. So I guess the reason why I was asking those two questions is I kind of wanted to allude to that next thing. And we kind of talked about it a little bit at the very end of our last show. People from the Midwest don't necessarily have an accent. Uh, what we talk under or talk like is called the Midwestern dialect. And if anybody's watched nighttime news, everybody knows who Tom Brokaw is. Mm -hmm. Tom Brokaw, famous news anchor from the middle of South Dakota. And the reason why he was so good at his job is because he could say the word enunciate and people would understand what he was saying. So the idea that he could enunciate words so clearly is the reason why he was so successful. So um, if anybody was looking forward to us having some cool accents and being able to make fun of the way we say things, good luck, because there isn't going to be very many things that we say wrong. Uh, hardly, if at all. So, so looking ahead, at you, gotta... Mike, from Fourth and Inches. Oh, yeah, the Boston accent. Yeah, it's, it's so... super sexy, but about as sexy as clam chowder <laughs> uh, good stuff All so right. no um i guess i kind of wanted to tell a story with this and it's gonna blow my mind but bear with me so since there's nothing interesting in the midwest for me to go see uh, my mom and i have traveled to quite a few places and in 2011, we went to Egypt, and I was just about ready to ride a hot air balloon up to Nile. And when we were in Egypt, it was during the middle of their civil unrest, 
They absolutely hated Americans. So we had to tell people that we were from Canada. We're getting on the hot air balloon. Good this call. Couple from, this couple right next. Yeah, good call. The couple next to us says, hey, where are you from? I said, well, I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. And the guy deadass looked at me in the eyes and said, no, you're not. And I didn't know what to say because nobody had called me out before. Everybody in Egypt, you know, did to say, oh, I'm from Canada. And then they say in their you know, Egyptian accident, they say, oh, Canada dry, never die. Because Canadians never tip. <laughs> and that's what Egyptians build off of. And whenever someone would say Canada dry, never die, I would say, I love ginger ale. Because that was just my reply. To <laughs> but this dude looked at me in the eye and said, you're not from Canada. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? And he goes, you're probably from somewhere like Western South Dakota. And I just about shit myself. And I couldn't believe it. He goes, what? well, I'm actually from, yeah, I'm not even kidding. He goes, I'm actually from Canada, and I've been through the Black Hills a few times. And you talk like someone that belongs there. And I couldn't believe it. Oh, so, of course, of course, I had to fess up. And I said, yeah, we're from the Black Hills of South Dakota. And I, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe. Yeah, you just didn't talk about Tim Hortons enough, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, oh. if anyone's listening, Tim Hortons has the best donuts from any chain. I'm not lying. It's true. Better than Krispy Kreme, better than Dunkin'. Best donuts from a chain. Best donuts, that's right. So, keeping on with the Midwestern topics... Is there anything yes. that is a Midwestern exclusive? It can be anything. I, call... I was kind of I was, I was torn in leading towards food, but anything that you can only find in the Midwest. Honestly, the Midwest doesn't really have a lot of their own stuff. We just, in my opinion anyway, like uh, In-N-Out is in California. Well, I guess there's a lot of jack-in-the-box in the middle west. I don't have a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, but I've been through, like, Iowa and Wyoming and stuff. That's where I've seen them. Newcastle, you know Wyoming I mean? has this place called Wayback Burger. Wayback Burger's better than Five Guys, I think. Really? Really, really. They got, like, Philly cheesesteaks there and everything. It's not just burgers. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, you know, we, it's going to be hard to nail something down, but I do have one thing that the Midwest might be exclusive. Sturgis What's beef that? jerky. In general, we have a lot of beef jerky that uh, other places don't have. I don't feel like a lot of other places really like beef jerky as much as us. Uh, and mean, then they don't know what they're missing out on. Well, I'm sorry. What was that? You're, you kind of cut off a little bit on my end. Oh, yeah. It's Midwestern internet. Uh, yeah, they just people Thanks don't know what they're missing out on. If you don't like, if you don't like beef jerky, what's wrong with you? A horrible human. Yeah, it's un-American. I mean, exactly. I mean, if you're a vegan, whatever. I guess that's a little out of out. But like seriously, if you're a meat eater and you don't like beef jerky or elk jerky or deer jerky, then you're just you're lost. It's okay. Just keep listening to us. Come back to us. It'll all be okay. Here I am forgetting that we're actually talking. I'm talking to each other and it's not a video. And I'm just nodding my head, moving my hands like, yeah, giving you a thumbs up. Good idea. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
it's all yeah we're not used to talking on phones it's great you know we've talked a lot about the midwest i think it's time to uh talk about the dolphins a little bit what do you think yeah we can talk about the dolphins i think we covered enough about the midwest that's okay so at least for the day uh, yeah at least for the day we we got we got plenty more episodes ahead um and like we mentioned earlier in the show we're gonna start inviting guests on and it'll be fun if you guys want to get on the guest list uh just dm matt or i on twitter uh, again my twitter handle is ballard 78 matt go ahead yeah mine is uh hagler underscore matt so just shoot us a dm and let us know um maybe in the near future there might be another twitter account that we can uh reply to you with but We'll see when we get there. Yeah, we got to use save our bandwidth. You know, there's only so much. That's true. We got to save our bandwidth. And speaking of bandwidth, we got to kind of pray and we got to hope to get a little bit of extra bandwidth. So just want to shout out that before we came to the show, uh, Matt and I sat down and we gave our prayers to orthopedic football Jesus to make sure that this mm-hmm. Dolphins podcast would go smoothly. Yep, we said a not only the podcast and for the season in general, he kind of uh, dropped the ball just a little bit, but uh, overall, I I think you'll I think you'll get us good this year. Now that he doesn't have to overcome Gase, that's true, very true. I still think it's Pablo, by the way. Pablo? Yeah, I think it's Pablo. He's up uh, at Pablo G Radio on Twitter. That's got to be him, right? It makes sense. Yeah. It makes tons of sense, really. Well, step up your game, Pablo. I'm tired of watching Jakeem yep. Grant limp around. Yep. He's just too fast for that. Let's go. Anyways, speaking of Jakeem Grant, who do you think is going to be a breakout player for us this season? Hmm. Offense or defense? We're going to be either. Let's do both. Well, let's do offense offense first. Breakout, offensive breakout player. Kalen Blosh. Oh, that's a good one. And kind of like Brian Fitzfatdick, I'm probably going to call him Ball Age all the time. Like, I don't I don't see why I wouldn't call him Kalen Ball Age. Right. There's there's no, absolutely no reason to not call him that. Uh, defense? Man, it's going to be hard because uh, I love everybody on defense already. Xavier Howard's going to have a great season. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to kind of go build off of my answer last week, Jerome Baker. I genuinely think Jerome Baker is going to have a massive season. I just feel it. I think so too. He's such a dynamic player. He can cover, he can make plays in the running game. He's just all over the field. Kind of reminds me of a, of a short white guy named Zach Thomas. Oh, Hall of Fame snub. Yeah. That, that, and then he's like almost always around the ball. I'm not saying He's Hall of Fame caliber yet, even though Zach Thomas isn't technically in the Hall of Fame. We all know that he should be. It's garbage that he's not. Better stats than Brian Erlacher. Eyeballing you, NFL yep. Hall of Fame. Fix it. And he's like six inches shorter than Erlacher. Bigger ball sack, definitely. Oh, of course. Probably had to tuck his thing into a sock just to be able to run around. But what about anyways. you, Meg? Who do you think is going to be a breakout player? You, you agree with Jerome Baker? Anybody else on defense? My breakout player of the year is 
Charles Harris. Oh, man, I hope you are right. He is going to be in a, in a better position for him with better coaching. And I think he's like, so a lot of people gave him crap last year because he didn't get any sacks hardly, which I understand, right? But something that a lot of people didn't really notice is that he greatly improved in the running game. He was setting the edge a lot and really doing well in that facet of his game. So I think this year he's going to finally get something different than a spin move and he's going to break out 100%. Let's go. And then on offense, yeah. And then on offense, I think because our coaching staff is going to be smarter, we're going to get the ball out to Jakeem Grant some more, and he is just going to run wild. Yeah, I mean, I hate comparing the Dolphins to the Patriots. I'm kind of tired of that narrative because the entire Dolphins coaching staff came from those fucks. But the things that Tom Brady was successful doing was these short passes where a player would be open and then the player gets to make a move in the field. And Cordell Patterson took it to the house on us on a three-yard screen. So if Jakeem Grant can actually get open on a screen pass, besides the shitty ones that Adam Gase used to run, watch out. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Even if you get him, like, breaking loose over the middle, like, not even on a screenplay. Like, I was watching highlights of that Raiders game just before I came on the show today. And, like, there was a play where they threw it to him. And I believe it was when Albert Wilson threw it to him. And the the Raiders defensive back tried to make a tackle, but he just shed out of it. Just slipped right out like a, I don't like, you know, like a new Barry Sanders. And Ooh. took it the rest of the Happy way. Happy birthday, Barry. Is it his Dude, birthday today? Yesterday. Oh, happy belated, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's 51. He could probably still play in the NFL. Probably. Side note, speaking of old dudes that can still do their shit, there's no way that Buzz Aldrin couldn't kick everybody's ass still. <sighs> yeah, probably not. I Radiation mean, okay. can do some crazy things, man. Well, man, he's got old man strength now. Old man strength is real. True. It is. It's... Just can't last as long anymore. Yeah, you just need one, one solid connection, and you're done. Yep. All right. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic, but <laughs> it's all good. Uh, back on track. So, to Grant, I mean, uh, what about his touchdown against the Chiefs? We lost the game, but the dude was wrapped up by three guys and then broke it, broke free right down the pipes. Yeah, it, it's nuts the way he's able to slip out of stuff. Like, uh, it's classic, like, if you're, actually, I'm just not even going to, like, finish that thought. It's too nerdy. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> classic, classic slip out of danger sort of sort of guy. Yeah. Um, so, we already talked about who we think is going to break out. Who do you think is going to underperform? Kiko Alonso. The dude's got so? my lowest, ex- he's got the lowest expectations on the team right now. And I genuinely do not think he's going to live up to those. Interesting. 
about you? Who's going to underperform? I think I'm going to, this is a really safe pick. I think that, no, actually that, that's not true. I think he's actually going to do well this season too. Devontae Parker? Is that who you're I thinking I was going to say Devontae Parker, but. Yeah, he's the, he's the safest actually, one. Because if you say, like, if you say, oh, Devontae Parker is going to underperform, then if he exceeds, then that's a win, win. Either you are right in your prediction or he did what he was supposed to do. Right. But I, I actually think he's going to – I think he's going to do better than everyone thinks, though. I think he's going to stay healthy for more games than he has been in his career. Um, I think – I don't know. I can't find any. I think either Ryan Fitzfat Dick or Josh Rosen are going to underperform. Yeah, I mean, because I think everyone's standard, I think everyone's standards are going to be a little too high, you know. Right. So now, I uh, I learned this a long time ago, and you guys know this about me. The Miami Dolphins taught me to have zero expectations, not only with life but football in general. I have no expectations. So if the Dolphins score a touchdown, they've already done better than I wanted. So I just walk in, mm-hmm. I just I go into every week thinking the Dolphins are gonna get 50 burgered and they're just gonna get absolutely ass blasted. And then if they don't, I'm happy because they exceeded my zero expectation goal. Yep. That's the only way to watch it and be happy, honestly. That's fair. Well, okay. Last week I asked you who's your favorite Miami Dolphin all the time. And we kind of agreed on it. We kind of built on it. Can you yep. reverse that question? Is there a Miami Dolphin in the history of your fandom that you absolutely despise 100%? Oh, yeah. Easily. Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that guy. That guy. Oh, yeah. He set back the franchise for so long. We're... We're still almost in a way recovering. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh man, you just sent me for a trip. I was gonna say Philip Wheeler, but Philip Wheeler didn't do that. <laughs> that dude just sucked ass. Yeah, I I agree. He was not what we needed. I think he could have done better elsewhere, Philip Wheeler, but Jonathan Martin just <sighs> I had so so much hope. Okay, I got another one. All right. Love him, hate him, indifferent. Brent Grimes. Indifferent. Indifferent. If Miko isn't in the picture, can you answer the question the same? I'd I'd also say indifferent. I will, however, mention that in the year where he made that one-handed interception against Megatron. That was a better catch than the OBJ one-handed one against the Cowboys, and I fought very hard against people on that. I completely... Like, it was just as athletic of a catch, but he's a defender who's going up against someone... Well, I wouldn't say... It's not obviously not twice the size, but Calvin Johnson was really tall, 
Because Brad Grimes was pretty short. Yeah. Almost a foot taller. Like, yeah, it's a huge size differential. And to make that catch against arguably the greatest receiver of all time. Yeah. No. There's if versus against Cowboys defensive backs back in the day. Like the Cowboys got some good corners now, but not back then. Yeah, definitely not. No, that's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, another cornerback, I guess I could kind of allude to not liking was for some reason, I hated Nolan Carroll. See, like, he wasn't really even like a big part of the defense. The Dolphins sucked ass. It wasn't a big deal. But I just like every time he was on the field, I felt like he was messing up. I think he was. I think he was, wasn't bad. I think he was a fairly solid nickel corner, so I never had any issues with him. Um, I'd say most of my issues with players on defense have been their coaching, for the most part, um, especially like last year. Um, I wouldn't be so mad or I wouldn't have been so upset with Kiko Alonso last season if Matt Burke would have been smart enough to take him off the field in the nickel package and keep McMillan and Jerome Baker on. Not only are they both better in coverage, but they they have like a great chemistry together because they played together at Ohio State. And it would have been smart for them to build like to continue building that with on the field time. But instead, they left Kiko on the field, who's a liability with uh, coverage and with spying the quarterback. So, yeah, completely agree. I, I will never, ever understand playing man defense if you're not playing bump and run. Like, if I'm right, a and- fo- if I'm a football coach, I'm like, hey, your job is to play bump and run on this guy and don't let him beat you. Period. That's it. That's your job. Right. Playing eight yards off on a third and five makes zero sense. And the Dolphins did it far too much last season. And they were in zone coverage so much when both Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier Howard were excellent man coverage corners. I mean, Xavier got a couple interceptions in the zone, but honestly, like he, they both locked people down. And it frustrated me to no end that they were seemingly always in zone. With that being said, if any of you think that Derwin James should have been picked over Minka Fitzpatrick, you're wrong. Derwin James can't play cornerback like Minka can. Derwin James can't play nickel like Minka can. That dude is a safety, and he's damn good safety. I don't want to talk shit about Derwin James. But what the Dolphins needed was Minka Fitzpatrick. So we can just end that debate right now. I agree. And although Derwin James would also make a pretty good linebacker, and he showed that as well. If we could somehow got both, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been quite the pipe dream, but definitely a fun fantasy to think about. Yeah. We got our other fantasy anyway of getting Rosen and Minka, but some of you guys hate on that. Yep. Well, Matt, you got any other uh, Dolphins topics to talk about before we wrap this thing up? I just want to do a quick little thing. Um, Madden is stupid. It's a waste of money. It's a scam. I'm probably going to buy it. But they their ratings are always, always awful, especially with the Dolphins. And they need to fix their franchise mode. 
completely Just agree. Make sure somebody says it. Looking at you, 2K. Get some NFL rights. Quit being babies. Yep. Honestly, even if Madden just looked at 2K and like played their franchise mode, and both as like the GM and as the uh, player, they they'd be able to be like, oh, there's so much more stuff we could put in here, and also only be able to like trade like three draft picks or players at a time. That's bullshit. I know it doesn't happen very often in the NFL, but like seriously, like I want to make blockbuster trades in that game. It's a. It doesn't have to be realistic on that part of it. Like, make it fun. Like, I want to trade with two teams also. I know the NFL doesn't do that, but I want to follow that NBA model. Damn it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, everybody. Got anything else? Are you done? Oh, once again, warriorsandquietwaters.org. That's our charity of the week. Check it out at least. And Even if you can't donate, um, just check it out and understand what they do. There are so many cool charities out there that don't get enough praise or worship or even acknowledgement that are out there doing great things. And we just kind of want to, even bringing awareness to them uh, helps them out. So check it out. Warriors in Quiet Waters. Spend some time. If you got some extra, donate to it. A lot of people there need the help. So whatever we can do to help the veterans, because they already did enough for us. Absolutely. All right. That's it for me. Uh, again, right. you can find me on Twitter, Hagler underscore Matt. Taylor, thanks again. No problem. Again, my boy, Matt, Matt, Montana, Matt, Montana, Matt. I'm going to call you that. Is that all right? That's, that's great. Okay. No. All, right. all right. This will be the last This time. has been Midwestern Fins. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night.